Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown, and this is the Hook Better Leads Podcast. And today I have Dylan Herman of Local Roofing, Hayward Roofing. How you doing, brother? I'm good. Hanging out in the place I see all over Facebook. Yeah, we uh, love having you down here. We're having a little pitch back and forth, and we're learning from each other, mainly me learning from him. But we're doing roofing sales role play today, and we might even put a little bonus content out with that. Um, but the question is, what do you have sales reps doing when they're slow and sometimes we're talking about like up here in the north the winter yeah and then sometimes you're talking about when there wasn't just a storm yeah and so from your point of view though we're going to get into that before we do that i just want you to give a little bit of background of you uh, a little bit more about you than the company but a little bit about your company too and um, why roofing sales um, so my background is, um, I've been doing this for about five to six years, five years, my fifth season. It's the only thing I've done in my uh, professional career. Um, I definitely didn't think I was going to roofing sales. I had a job lined up after college, kind of decided I didn't want to do that. So I, uh, called my old high school wrestling coach, actually asked him, what do you think I should do? You're starting a roofing company. We're here now. Um, wrestling was big for me. I, uh, wrestled all of high school. I wrestled in collegiately. Um, I bring up quite a bit because that actually makes up most of our company. Almost all of our project managers and sales have wrestling in their background in some sort of element. Um, and yeah, I mean, I definitely didn't go into college thinking I was going to get a degree to go sell roofs, but I don't really see myself leaving it for a long what time. What do you need a degree in? Business management. So about the most generic degree you can get. I feel like that's a good degree, though. You know, like a generic <laughs> It's one? an easy degree. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Both great things. Minnesota just... State, Harvard of the Midwest. Just to shoot the shit for a second, I just feel like I didn't go to a traditional college. No. But I I think if I was like talking to my kid, I realized lately I'm like, yeah, I'd have him go to college. Yeah. Like I I love roofing and I love roofing sales and I would love for somebody to get into that or into the trades. However, I just like the experience. Like I'd want you to have the experience of going to college. Yeah. And I think a business degree, it's a little generic, but it's like, it's good because it's also okay if it's a little bit for the experience. Why are we making decisions about yeah. It's crazy we're making decisions about what career we're going to I thought I was going to be a doctor 18. when I was yeah. 18. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thanks for watching this episode. Please like, comment, and subscribe. It really helps other people see this content. We're back every Tuesday and Friday with the podcast, and we've got a ton of other videos. Thanks, guys. No, great time at college. I'd pay money to go back. And suffice it to say, you've, you've done well at roofing sales like you no. you've got a pretty good personal income going from roofing sales yeah um you sold over two million last year like 3.8 3.9 3.9 which is you know as you guys know is well above average yeah i would say a, a, a roofing salesperson who is quite successful selling over two million right so yeah like you're yeah, almost double that in our uh, industry, everyone's kind of assessed with a million. Is that yeah. When I got yeah. in the industry, everyone was like, well, you gotta be a million dollars, you just gotta do all that. Um, I do think a million's a little bit lower in the threshold now, just because of pricing yeah. and all this stuff. And, um, but yeah, one million. Still doing, survival. Yeah, yeah, one million, million you, you have a good job. Yeah. yeah. That being said, like, you know, it's extraordinary to see somebody go to four or, you know, no. and like these numbers are crazy, right? This is no. a pr- pretty, it's a beautiful place to be, to be able to be in roofing sales. That being said, it's stressful sometimes. As a yeah. roofing salesperson, it's, you know, you've got a lot on your plate. Need a lot of like people. It's tiring. Yeah. I will say, like for me, if I had to go out in a truck, like I get that the money helps, 
yeah. like to just get out there and just like be doing getting on roofs climbing up all these different things it is tiring and then sometimes leads are down yeah. or leads are slow yeah. or you don't have as many roofs to get on I, that would be really stressful to me yeah what do you do personally with your stress when there's less roofs to get on at that moment mm, um i'm fortunate enough to work for a company where our brand is pretty established everywhere we go so i would define a lot of our salesmen including me as a lead baby it's a time you guys throw around this podcast yeah. a little bit i definitely have been one of those um but there's there's tools we use um when you're experiencing a slow time um like i said i'm pretty obsessed with the idea of brand mm -hmm. um and Branding on a sense of like what's on your hat and all the clothes you're wearing, but like when people like think of Hayward Roofing, who do they think of? What do they think of? And are they gonna call you? Um, so, one thing we do as salesmen, um, referrals are obviously huge, but um, just little things like getting to your job sites because, yeah, there might be a slow time, there's never zero roofs going on, but did you go to your job site that day? Um, we really try not to be the salesman that, and we've all done it though, you sign the contract, you never talk to the homeowner again. Mm -hmm. We try our hardest not to be that, and it does happen because you're busy, mm -hmm. but just getting back to that job site instantly that homeowner thinks you're just so a part of that process mm. and from there just referrals are big for us so i mean just asking for a referral and it doesn't mean you hand them this gift card and say give me a name please it might just come up in conversation something about their neighbor might have got mm. hit by the hail or whatever it is um so referrals are big i will say i was pretty like i went out with dan walrack the other yeah. day and i was pretty impressed by how consistently he asked for referrals oh yeah the you don't it feels like a little bit of like an extra move or like, I got the sale. What do I need? You know, yep, yep. but he was just pretty diligent on that. He was like, by the way, and he did it very nicely. And yep. It was right at the end. And he just was like, we would love if you yep. referred your neighbors to us or your friends. Yep. I was like, I liked how consistent he was. Yep. I was and very impressed with that. I don't think you can sell $18 million the way he does yeah, without yeah. doing something consistent. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that he has referrals. And if I've yeah. met the guy a couple times now. You can see why he's a very nice guy to talk yeah. to. Yeah. Um, yeah. What would you attribute? So being at the, like five years, mm -hmm. five six years, at four million, about just mm -hmm. about four million. That's yep. incredible. What would you like before? We're going to talk a little bit more about things to do when you're slow. But yeah, talk to me about why do you think you're so successful? No offense, mm -hmm. I like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, how the fuck? Don't have a good answer. A lot of things. I think luck has a lot to do with it, honestly. Yeah. But kind of years of learning. I mean, I, I was not a construction guy right away. Mm -hmm. Made a lot of dumb mistakes. My boss and everyone would oblige by that. Yeah. Wrong shingles on the house. Unprofitable ba jobs. Unprofitable jobs. You barely know the difference between rake, ridge, rake and eve of a house. You'd be so surprised how long that took me to get down. I still and don't know. That's Yeah, doing. see? I didn't either. <laughs> and uh, um, timing, but I think just putting myself out there. One thing I've never been scared of is like... Uh, that inkling when you think you should reach out to someone like that insurance agent or that, that hotel owner or you drive by that building that's huge and everyone wants to go do it. Like, I will go do that. Like, if there's a there's a hotel in town and I know one day they might need a roof and I have that little inkling feeling I should maybe go ask who that manager is, get to know them, I'll do that. So mm. I think that's one thing that I've always had for me is I'm not... So bigger jobs, you're not scared of them. Mm, no, I mean, and I know it's not might not be the next day, but I, I don't go at it from like the, the greedy point of, oh, I want to need this homeowner to sell them a roof. It's, it normally just turns into some type of relationship organically. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's one thing. If I, I don't know what narrowed down to what I sold to. A lot of it's timing. A lot of it's great timing where I was during a big storm and a brand that we built pretty successfully. So that's a large number why the number is what it was. Yeah. But I think one thing that's benefited me throughout that process is I'm not like afraid of that like that call or just walking up to that guy or somehow I met you, you brother 27 27 
27 was no. 4 million basically. 4 million sales. No. What? I think it's the same way I mentioned. That's you. pretty, like, that's almost yeah. more, no, no, like, yeah. no offense to Dan, but that's almost more incredible. Oh, I don't know. I would love to sell you $2 million. Well, dude, just stay at it 25 years. I guess, yeah. Like, and people are, like, yeah. people are so confused and they don't want to even hear that. I can't imagine the amount of experience you've gained in 25 years. They don't want to hear that number. Yeah. Like, people, like, get mad when I yeah. post something about it. Yeah. Because it's just, it's frustrating for people that, like, they, and, they're selling five or something and they think that's the most anyone's ever sold. No. Yeah. And they, like, get mad. No. Yeah. I know for how many homeowners I met to sold what I sold last year, I can't imagine the amount of people he had to meet to do that. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, and I um, I would like to hear a little bit more about that too. Like in those busy times, when you're going from house to house to house to house, how many yeah. houses are you hitting a day? Well, it depends. Like so, when the big yeah. storm hit, and when I did what I did last year, it was pretty crazy. Um, we had to throw pretty much all of our rules out the windows. I was looking at anywhere from eight to twelve homes a day. Um, Were you going from like seven a.m. to Eight, seven, seven, so, yeah, maybe eight seven, to seven. seven. Yeah. It just was so constant. It was very. You just fast feel opponents. like you're just. I'm gonna get this money because this. I mean, it, right. I mean, I'm not really thinking about the money. Honestly, oh, come on. Most of the time, I'm thinking about I have to get to the next person. I'm gonna yell at. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, no, things we're going well. Yeah. Um, and those were all leads coming from the company. Um, but sometimes, I mean, but they also it. trusted you with a lot of those appointments. Yeah. Like, you probably got a lot of appointments. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're like. He's going to do a good job. Yeah. For a standard, our normal standard for a salesman, we allow three appointments a day, and we're even leaning more towards two now, um, just so you can give a homeowner a legitimate appointment and not rush through it. And maybe so, not ground jobs. Yes. Yeah. So, or not um, ground the, the Yeah. Thing. Or just allow yourself. There's a lot more in roofing sales than people think where you just go sign a contract. 90% of your job happens after the appointment. I have a couple of new salesmen right now, actually. That It's, it's kind of... It's nice to hear when they like kind of talk about the stress of the job because I feel them too. Because not I'm a sales manager, but I have to do the sales job. Um, but most of our job is after the appointment. It's great to sign on the spot, but it doesn't happen that often. Uh, you just touched on something I really like to dive in a little bit more deeply too. We talk about sales management and how that an additional responsibility yeah. on yeah. selling jobs. And I know that that's sometimes a point of frustration because yeah. I probably put I yeah. probably put management on people's yeah. Plates who also do other jobs. I yeah. think that that's a little, it's a tough part, but it's a little bit of small business shit. Yep. Yep. So, how do you balance that? And, like, do you have any time segmented off in your yeah. day for management? Or do um, you just do it on the weekend? Or how do you, yeah. how do you give them feedback? So, last year, I'm going to say little to zero. Last year is when I officially became sales manager of our company. Little to zero sales management happened last year. It was running like wild through a storm. Um, this year's been a lot better. I mean, we do it with uh, a weekly Zoom call and then just mostly mornings when I talk to my other guys um, and they know kind of that's what I'm answering. Where I work right now is a pretty remote area. So you can't, a lot of times phone calls don't go through. But um, most of these phone calls, a lot of my salesmen are in other locations. Mm. So Zoom phone calls and just... Uh, in the truck. Yeah, in the truck. Just like, all right, I got um, you. Yeah, when I you're running this. like we did last year, not yeah. a lot of management happened. This year is a lot better, a lot more time towards the other guy, where I actually feel the majority of my time is helping the other guys sell mm. or doing what they need to do. When do you, you know, from your point of view, being a high performer that got elevated into management, yeah. when would you suggest a roofing company owner elevate somebody to sales manager or give them sales management mm, we, responsibilities? We started doing sales manager. We started having the conversation a while ago. Once we got to a team about three to four salesmen in our location started having different sales reps. My boss, Marcus, um, 
he pretty much did everything right away. I mean, he was essentially the sales manager. He did all the roles with no labels. Yeah. Um, so eventually, it always fed off like, okay, Marcus can't do everything. We need to hire here. Mm. Marcus can't do everything on the schedule. We need to hire here. So that's kind of where we did about three to four salesmen is what I think mm -hmm. was kind of a sweet spot. Right now, I have five to, I got six full-time and then a part-time guy. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, even then, it feels like a full-blown sales team. And anything past that would feel like a lot. Mm -hmm. So I think that three to four range, someone should start submerging up as a but leader. Do you, do you put the guy that's doing really good work into the sales there's management? A, there's a lot of arguments against that, that you shouldn't take the sales. I don't know. Out. I'm just yeah. like, I, I the, can see they the say it, They say it quite a bit, um, that you shouldn't take your top performer and make a sales manager. I knew I always wanted to be in a leadership role. I've always tried to put myself in a leadership role, so I know that's where I wanted to be. So yeah, so then they're looking at this is what he wanted. Yeah. So in yeah. a way, it's a retention yeah. strategy. There's plenty you. of people that told my boss not to put me as sales manager because yeah. I'm selling, because I'm yeah. still selling a decent amount. Yeah. Um, and some people that sell a lot aren't good managers. Mm -hmm. I'm not a great manager yet, but I know that's the role I've always wanted to be in, is a leadership role. What do you think is going to make you into a great sales manager? I know that yeah. you're not speaking from a place of authority yet, but yeah. I, I, I can sense your curiosity towards yeah. the role. And what do you think? What are you seeing as kind of the lane that will get you there? Uh, just be able to shift your focus away from like your own sales to your team sales. And I've slowly been able to do that where it's kind of two parts of my brain work throughout the day. I have my individual sales and I have the team goals. Does that um, mean you're going to have to lower your, your like There will be a transition. Number? Oh, yeah. So there will be a big transitional point where I'm not selling as much. And there will be a little bit of, you know, a little sacrifice taking away your own sales. But, then, but if I'm focusing my time on the team and as that builds, it all work itself out. Mm -hmm. um, and we're in the process of doing it now, building the sales team, hiring more guys to be on it. Um, so yeah, there'll be a transitional period where I don't get to say I'm a $4 million sales rep anymore. Um, but I'll know that I'm building a bigger team because of it. Because okay. if I continue to sell four to five million a year, I'm more than likely not building my team anymore. Totally. All right, let's do a few more questions on what to do when it's yep. slow. You know, for your company, does it occasionally get slow for the whole team? And what do you do then? It's, we've never quite experienced a whole company slowdown because um, we're so geographically spread out. We're in uh, Southern Minnesota and then nor Northern Wisconsin and then a little bit in the Metro. Um, so we've never experienced a full company-wide slowdown, but we have experienced where multiple branches slow down. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, things to do during that that we've done pretty successfully, I'm my fiance. Show Samantha. Run around doing a lot of stuff for me too is like meeting that insurance agent, meeting those people in town. Um, and our Hayward branch were pretty big community events. So you almost, when you're slowing down, I think the obvious answer is just go knock doors and find leads. Mm -hmm. That almost like solves like a now issue, I think, where if you like don't panic and you look back and okay, I still need to make those relationships with, mm. the, with those insurance agents town. If you're a good company, every insurance in town should want to work with you because you actually can help their homeowner. Mm -hmm. um, so you still focus on the big picture things because then it might not have help directly during the slowdown, but if you keep, like I said, I'm brand focused. So if you keep focusing on your brand, hopefully those slowdowns happen less and less because you've built a brand. 100%. I think people don't realize what brand means until yeah. you get a few years in and you're like, oh. Oh, yeah. Brand, reputation. Yeah. They I like the word reputation a lot. Yeah. Because like, people use the word branding and brand is the same thing. Kind of like branding's my hat, branding's the truck, branding's all that. But that's not what a brand is to me. Yeah. A brand is like what you think about when someone would say Hayward Roofing or Fairmont Roofing or whatever it is. And I think the positive of then focusing on brand and those yeah. slowdown moments if you, like you said, if you 
door knock during that moment. You're also you're you're pushing in on a sales thing. Yeah. When sales are naturally not good. Yep. Yep. So you're there's probably a reason why something. there's a slowdown. Yeah, exactly. Ab- it's like seasonal downturn. or yep. there's something that's a bigger cycle. Yeah. It's better from my point of view to push into those things yep. when there's more sales happening. Yeah. Because that's when there's more to be reaped. Yep. I think I of it in the now. like sowing and reaping cycle. Yep. Yep. You know, like when sales are slow, that's it might be a, a sowing cycle. Yeah. Not a reaping cycle. So like you're actually working against nature. Yeah. When you're trying to like go and reap during a yep. sowing season. I think too, and if you continue to have like a brand focused approach and that, but so because cool, also right now during a slow period, you don't want your salesman doing nothing, obviously, mm. not just talking to an agent for 10 minutes a day or whatever it is. They should be talking to those old homeowners and getting referrals from those old homeowners. Yes. And, but if you've been brand focused before that, that brand's already built and those referrals are a lot easier because yeah. they actually had a good experience, if they had a good experience. So mm. if you constantly think brand, like the next slowdown's undoubtedly coming, Hopefully you've built a brand in those, oh no, I need to go talk to the homeowner who maybe knows someone needs a roof. Mm-hmm. is easier because of the experience they already had. Mm-hmm. So I think, but there are always little tricks. Yeah, yeah, like what you said about Dan, you gotta ask for referrals. So yeah. you know, people don't just give you their cousin's number. And mm-hmm. so, so I mean, it's just a little conversation. Um, so that's one big thing is consistently ask. Um, like I said, during slowdowns too, like I said, one thing I excelled at a little bit is I'm not really afraid to go meet someone. Um, you drive by that big building, you wonder who owns it and how it, me, I'd be more I'd be more interested in how we got the money to own it. That's what I go ask him. Mm. So I like to dig into people's head about that type of stuff. That's sweet. Yeah, so then. Being curious. Yeah, oh, I ask, ask any homeowner of mine, I pr- I'll find out what you do for a living very quickly. I'll be real, like going to that big building, that's kind of yeah. punk rock in a way. You're just, yeah. you're going and trying to look for the owner. Yeah, I'd say who who's the manager of this building or a property manager of the building. And when you ask that, like to the front desk people, what do they say and how do you get past the, the uh, gatekeeper? It all depends on the situation. I know so if some, there's a big building there, a big hotel or whatnot, and you know or at least a storm just hit, it's obvious. Okay, like, hey, I would like to talk to, probably going after a property manager at that point. Mm-hmm. I would like to know who makes the decisions on maintenance. And then you're just getting to know them and you let them know you're just in the area and you don't need to pitch this whole thing to be like, hey, here's my card. If you guys ever do need something, we love helping local businesses. So any big businesses in our branches, I've probably talked to a decent amount of homeowners just so, hey, if something pops up, you can call us. So mm. maybe an approach like that. Um, there's always ways of finding out who owns things. Google's a hell of a tool. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> VooCon's amazing. Getting to see all the speakers like Nick and Eric and especially Tim Tebow. Very exciting and eye-opening. Amazing speakers and great knowledge. Keep it up. First RoofCon, been following Hunter and the Revolt Clan for quite some time. And it's definitely been a lot more than what we expected. RoofCon 2023 returns to Orlando, Florida, November 9th through the 11th. Get your tickets at RoofCon.com. So, yeah, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier, just a random topic. You were talking about how you recently tried to implement many tools at once in the sales process and kind of got got a little bit of resistance. So what would you say, like... How do you, it's, it's like basically in corporate world, they call it like change management. Okay, yeah. Like we're adopting new tools yeah. and there's resistance. Um, and how, where, where, have you found any sweet spot about like, cause we talked about like, you know, presentation tools and like sales tools and company cam and all these different things. What is, how many things can you change at no. a season? I know for us, my life works in season. There's roofing season or the off season. I think off season is the best time to implement anything. It's obvious, it's slow. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for that example, the one I gave you earlier, 
was uh, as I was a kid for my brother. Yeah. I I get I go to conferences. I get excited. I see the new newest gadget. Tell my boss we need this. We need this. We need yeah. this. I try to implement about three to four changes at the same time. They're nothing crazy, but enough that when that salesman got to the appointment, their brain started going, "Oh, I gotta turn this app on. Oh, I gotta get pictures in this app. Oh, is my iPad ready?" And it was all these things all at once. And I just got a pushback, and it was just kind of saying, "Hey, I'm finding myself thinking about all that instead of the appointment." I was like, and it clicked with me. I was like, "Oh." way too much. So I mean, one to two things during the season I think is fine. Like we introduced company cam, not very easy to implement, mm -hmm. but there's certain other things if you're gonna introduce like a, we're in the process of introducing some type of like project presentation, that takes time. Cause all of a sudden you're, you need to sell roofs. And then if your salesman's only worried about presenting that new thing yeah. right, you're probably wasting the lead. And even from my experience, it's like, it's not the presentation is not the point. Correct. The, the conversation yeah. and the relationship is the point yeah. and getting the homeowner what they want and need. Yeah. And then, and I think about it for our customers, our clients, like getting the client what they want and need. And then the, the presentation is just some visuals that go along yes. with that. Like yep. It makes it easier to paint a picture because yep. here's some visuals. And I think a lot of the gadgets out there in the industry are awesome, but you definitely can't do them all. I mean, yeah. you would be just a walking guy on your phone and open up 20 apps. Well, there's like apps. a thousand. Yes, yeah, so yeah. you'd just be on apps the whole point. Yeah. Um, but implementing a couple is fine. Like I said, company cam is a really smooth transition. Shout out company cam. Um, yeah, shout out any, any yeah, services. Love you like. using Company cam is one that we just introduced it this year, actually. I think we're a little behind the ball. I've heard about companies for company cam for years. Um, yeah, one of the best tools I now in my arsenal, I guess. And just the yeah. ability to communicate with your team is pretty awesome. What else um, do you use? He's Rilla. He's Rilla. Hover's big for us. Okay. Um, yeah, Rilla's a big one. We just introduced that this year. Sweet. Um, that pretty much helps me being a sales manager because I don't have to like physically ride along with my salesman. I can do it remotely. Mm. So that's one major benefit of that. I love that. I don't know a lot of tools like that. That seems mm. like a really good one. Yeah, so Rilla allows you to listen to, uh, it's, in your, it's an AI in your pocket, listens yeah. to the appointment. Um, it's pretty crazy what it could do. It gives a script, it gives everything they said, it breaks down some statistics for you. Uh, the one thing I think I like more than all the numbers it gives you and stuff like that, which are all good and whatnot, but what I like is the ability to listen to your sales rep's appointment with you not being there. Because I know me, I used to do it all the time when I first do ride-alongs with my boss, I would tell him right away, hey, I don't talk like that when you're at those appointments with me. I, I shut down, I start thinking about if I'm even saying things right, Blah, blah, blah. So you're, when you do ride-alongs, I think they are good and there's a time and place for them. But a lot of times your salesman is showing you an, uh, an appointment that they don't normally do and they're more or less thinking about how to please you during the appointment. Yeah. And I, and I find myself as a sales manager when I'm doing a ride-along with a guy and I'm trying to show the salesman I do something, I'm thinking about it a lot, how to impress them almost to show that I do the process. right. So I'm doing the same thing as a sales manager. Yeah. Where think, yeah, sorry, the Rilla offers a really like, listen to a really organic appointment. The... You forget it's in your pocket. I mean, you don't, I mean, you, I mean, I don't even think about it. So it, it's a really interesting tool and good for someone in my position where most of my salesmen are five hours away or four hours away. Mm -hmm. I have a couple in our, the branch I'm at, but even then, like I said, I like the organicness of it, what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, totally. Because if I was in the room with them, I'm thinking about like, I'm kind of, my emotions are riding on their yep. success. Yeah. And so... I'm kind of like gonna affect yep. what's happening. Oh, yeah. Or I you find yourself as like doing a ride along. Like I, I struggle, and a salesman starts to slow down maybe. Or maybe when me and you're doing objection handling, you would start stumbling. I would jump in. Yeah. And I would find the need to like help them. Yeah. Where you when doing an appointment, you're not gonna be there to help them like that. Yeah. So I think really allows you to like listen to that struggle and be like, hey, why'd you 
why did you stumble there? What were you thinking about or what, what parts made you stumble there? So it's just an interesting tool. If you're not using company cam, you're in the old ways. You know, if you are taking pictures, you're going through extra steps of having to download them on a computer, having to email them out to people, show somebody, print them out, whatever it is. Company cam has everything you want. Um, well, you know what we do have coming up soon? Yeah. Pitch Fest. Pitch Fest, yeah. Pitch Fest is October, Friday, October 13th. Spooky. It's very spooky. spooky it's going to be a spooky time. You know what's spookier than pitching a multi-million dollar sales rep? Is sending your sales reps out into the wild unprepared. Agreed. Way spookier. Way spookier. Because you're wasting leads on uh -huh. people that don't know how to sell. So bring them to this event. Bring two or three people. Bring your best closers. Get some really good information. We got for us. I'm calling them like like the um, the multi-million dollar reps because we got Dan Walreck, we've got um, Dylan Herman here, and then we got Jacob Fuchs. Fox? I, I still can't. I don't know. Fox. I see his name, and my brain, my name, or my brain doesn't even read anything. Yeah, I just. So uh, those are the three, and then that's just the the reps, and then we've got Chuck Toki. Becca Switzer and Mark Goodare, um, all incredible teachers. I think it should be a good time. And when, when you get a ticket, you get a chance to choose one of the coaches and one of the reps to pitch directly. Really? So you're going to get a chance to pitch them and get direct feedback. I think they're going to pick a Dan, honestly. Well, so far, they, people, the people that signed up, it's been basically one, two, three, one, two, three. So. Uh. Well, we've only sold three, so it's actually just one, two, three. <laughs> only 57 left. Yeah, only, only 57 tickets <laughs> left. But it's, it's almost sold out. <laughs> That's what these events do. <laughs> yeah. But what I will tell you, I mean, I think it is going to sell out. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, like, with that group of people, I think it's just too good. I mean, it's 500 bucks, but if it's, uh, if you, well, tell them your deal. Because you, you have oh, a, yeah. I'm not telling yeah. anyone, but you got the. I don't know my promo code off the top of my head, but it will be on Facebook. It's just uh, Dylan. Dylan, good promo code. And if code. you choose Dylan, you, then you get right, 100 bucks off. Yep, $100 off your ticket. And yeah. It should be a good time. I appreciate everyone for watching this. The podcast is put on by hookagency.com, hookagency all over social. And uh, where, where's yourguys.com if they want to check you out? Local-roofing.com and Eve Jar Branches would be the names that coordinate. ParamountRoofing.com, HaywardRoofing.net, I think. Um, yeah. And where can they talk to you if they want to say what's up? Uh, Facebook, put your out there, post quite a bit, send me a message, anything of that nature. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining yeah. me, brother. Pleasure. Yes, sir. Yeah.